0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Connect the Knox. I'm Julia Hurley, your host connecting Knoxville to the nation. Today's guest is a very special friend of mine, John Volpe, and he is the Chief Development Officer of RAM, Remote Area Medical in Knox County, which is Huge, and we're going to learn all about it today. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Cool. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Well, the one, number one question is people are, people are going to listen to this and go, "What is RAM?" So let's just start there. Tell us all about it.
1: So we do pop up medical clinics all across the country. Um, we do medical, dental, and vision services for free everywhere. So I just got back from Houston yesterday. We had a clinic down in North Houston. Uh, we saw about. 400 patients down there Uh, we do fillings cleanings extractions we do full uh vision services comprehensive vision test and we make glasses on site and then we always have women's health and whatever uh medical volunteers join up if they have a specialty like oncology or whatever we provide that also
0: well that wow yeah so wow that's huge,
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's we, huge,
0: John, that's huge.
1: We've had over 900,000 patients since we started doing it, so.
0: Wow, okay, where, where do you get your volunteers?
1: So all over the country. We have um, about 21, 22,000 this year so far, um, and they come from everywhere, uh, you know, from New York to California, Uh, Wherever we have our clinics is generally where most of the volunteers will be. We operate on a community host group basis. So a community will invite us out to have this clinic. It takes about 12 to 18 months to plan out a clinic. And when we go there, there will usually be around 250 volunteers for the weekend. Our clinics only operate on Saturdays and Sundays, sometimes Friday through Sunday, but it's usually Saturday and Sunday.
0: I I mean, my jaw is dropping right now. Yeah. I had no idea this organization was this big and right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. How did that come to be?
1: So Stan Brock founded us. He was on Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. He's a guy who wrestled the anacondas and alligators and all that fun stuff. And back then, that show came out in the 60s and lasted through the 70s. And he became very famous, made a lot of money. Uh, but his heart was always into giving back to, to communities, and, and uh, he founded Remote Area Medical back in 1985. Originally, it was set up so we'd go to different countries and, do, and give these services, but he got a phone call in 1992 from the uh, mayor of Sneadville, Tennessee, saying, hey, our last dentist just moved out, our hospital closed, we need some help. So he rounded up some dentists and uh, threw a dental chair in the back of a truck and went down to Sneedville and took care of about sixty-five people, and that's how it all started. And we our phone hasn't stopped ringing since. So, Gosh. yeah, it's crazy.
0: That is crazy, and I so I so this whole podcast, truly, I started this podcast just during COVID it was something to do. I wanted to, to educate all these people moving into Knoxville and kind of what's going on, what Knoxville has to offer, why Knoxville so important, why it's so attractive and why it's a hidden gem. And so I was like, all of these whys. yeah. And then I had to connect the whys with the who. Well, who can answer these questions? And every single time I have a referral, like you were referred to me by Julie over at the Farragut Chamber to be a member of this podcast. It's like, I learned, I've been here my whole life and (laughs) I did not even know this existed. So it is such an interesting endeavor to introduce the nation to Knoxville and the hold that it has on truly the volunteer state and giving everything back that it has. And I, every person I talk to has the same story. It's like, this is what we do for the community, and for right. the nation, and for these people. And some random person in a small town started it and just started it truly coming from contribution.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: amazing. Yeah. We
1: still rely on donors, you know, small and large. Uh, we don't get any federal funding. We don't take any state grants or anything like that. So, um That's important to us. Our community is is a large part of what we do, especially in the Knoxville area, because we have our first clinic of the year here every year, and we usually see anywhere from 1,000 to 1,500 patients, and it'll be in January.
0: So where will the... Is the clinic in the same place every time?
1: Yeah, it's at the Jacob Building uh, in Chilhowey Park, and um, we've done it there every year for 22 years now, so...
0: Interesting. So... I have so many questions, but I want to make sure I ask directed questions so it's a conversation and not just me being curious. Because of course, this is this is a reason for the podcast. But I just have so many questions. How did you end up in this position? To, well, like, how did how did you just say, okay, this is what I'm doing with the, this is what I want to do now. This is my passion. How did you end up here?
1: I have been volunteering with RAM since about 2014. Um, I was doing some tequila dinners at Boilo's. Um, for as small fundraiser for Ram. And then one day the guy that was in my position back then walked up to me and said, Hey, can you do this for 250 people? And I said, no, there's no way I can do a tequila dinner for 250 people and still own my restaurant. And I thought about it for a week or so. And I came up with the idea of the Southern Tequila and Taco Festival. And so we've held that every year for the, since 2015, wow! And uh, it's coming up April 20. I think it's 25th. It's the last Friday in April. I forget okay. the exact date. Sorry, um, but we've held that fundraiser for a very long time, and really enjoyed doing that and getting to know all the people at RAM over the years. Um, just fell in love with it, and. I talked with Jeff, the CEO, a few years back, and he offered me the position, and I said yes. And here I am now. So that's amazing. Yeah. So
0: is that your biggest fundraiser?
1: Yes, that is.
0: Then tell us more about that because that seems that's that's in Knoxville, right? Yes, that's in. Ferry, All right, tell us Knoxville. tell us everything we need to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is the largest tequila festival in on the East Coast, and we. Generally, we run anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 people coming through. Um, A couple of years ago, I had it in July because of COVID. wound up with about 2,500 people there, and it was just too many people for too small of a place. So I moved it over to um, the Campbell Station Inn Park, and uh, it's actually called Ralph McGill Plaza. Last year, and Visit Farragut became a sponsor for us. And that turned out to be the best location we could have asked for because there's plenty of parking and, and uh, the festival runs from five until nine. I always have live music. We have about 200 different tequilas, Sotols, Mezcals, every Mexican beer you can think of. Plus, we had um, about a dozen restaurants and about seven food trucks selling tacos. So it's a really fun time.
0: So what is the cost to get in? Is there like a VIP section? Can people like extra donate for something?
1: Yes. So general admission, $60. Designated drivers are $20. And um, advanced general admission gets you in an hour early, and that's 75
0: Nice. And
1: all the money goes to RAM. So we get sponsors wow. to pay for the tents and all the expensive stuff. And that way, all the ticket sales can go directly to RAM.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And how and how much average do you raise on that fundraiser?
1: About $70,000 a year. Nice. Yeah.
0: What does $70,000 cover?
1: So that goes to our general funding, so we can put on these clinics everywhere. So like the Knoxville Clinic is hosted by us, RAM. Um, so that money goes to cover those expenses because generally a clinic will run us anywhere from Twenty to $50,000 a day to put on a clinic. And so that's pretty expensive. And so we cover those costs.
0: Well, medical care is not cheap, that's no, for it's sure. Not.
1: It's really not, but it's needed, obviously.
0: We all know that real estate is location, location, location. Our team at Just Homes Group has the true expertise, pairing buyers and sellers with the right opportunities whether you're looking to buy or sell a home, right here in Knoxville. Lenore City, Clinton, or Farragut. We have the expertise throughout every Knoxville surrounding area.
1: Call Julia Hurley at 865-237-7328.
0: So I'm going to ask a question. Um, and I don't want to go to a dark place on a positive podcast, but I want to know the answer without these services. What would happen to these communities? What, what do you think without free medical care? Without, I mean, what would happen?
1: A lot of people would wind up in the uh, emergency room at their local hospitals with, still with no way to get any care. Um, people go into an emergency room and as soon as they walk in the door, it costs somebody 2500 bucks. And that's without even seeing the provider. Um, so if they have an abscess tooth, there's nothing they can do for them. If they have, you know, cracked teeth, there's not a dentist in the emergency room. Um, you know, somebody breaks their glasses, they're not going to do anything for them. So we try to step in and provide those things for people. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's truly a service. That's a, I mean, not not that every other community isn't being served by whatever not-for-profit, but I had no idea. I genuinely am meeting you and having this conversation as if I, I, I've i just never, I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. This is something I'm, I'm grateful that I've never needed, but did not know it existed. So what, what changes in the community are you seeing? Are you seeing like... Um, are you seeing more of a socioeconomic disadvantage? Are you seeing a language barrier disadvantage? Or what, is, what is really and truly like your biggest uh, opportunity that's a challenge that can be filled by the community around you?
1: Well, getting volunteers is, is one of the biggest challenges we have. Uh, people just don't have the time to do it. And, you know, unfortunately, these people need care. They need interpreters. Uh, we yes. have a very large Hispanic population here. We have Vietnamese population. Um, so getting those interpreters at the clinics is, is a challenge. And we use interpretation services when we have to, but uh, we can't always get that because there's not a great Internet connection out of Jacob's building. So, you know, we, we have a challenge in getting um, volunteers out there be that doctors or whatever the case may be. But general volunteers are desperately needed. Um, if, even if it's just patient registration or guidance. So, yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna ask.
0: Do they have to be medically licensed? No. Is there?
1: Absolutely not. We need, um, like I said, interpreters. We need guides uh, that will walk people to different areas of the clinic, show them where to go. Um, Patient registration, patient checkout. So no, they don't have to have any kind of medical background.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. People to, to work so, the
1: parking lot, you know. So
0: well, I, I'm hearing yeah. two things in here. I'm hearing K E B has an opportunity to donate some internet to the Jacobs building. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they could, they could. That
0: would be awesome. there's an opportunity for a donation there, K E B. So <laughs> and you need volunteers. And yep. as Knox County continues to grow, how, so let me ask you this, how do people even get there? I mean, are they using ETHRA? I mean, what services get you know, people to this location? We generally have shovels
1: running, uh, but the, the, it's right on the bus line so people can take the bus out there. Uh, that's always a challenge for a lot of people is is getting to the clinics. Um, but really, the, the city steps in and, and helps us out with that also.
0: Knoxville City's been doing amazing over the last few years, for sure, just stepping it up on behind the scenes with a lot of different things.
1: They just did a rehash of their whole bus transportation route, and I think what they've done is look at where they need people to be and and how people need to get to where they're going, and I think they did a great job with it, and they've really involved the public in it. I think they had six different public meetings uh, for that, and it's great to see him do it and, and get people in places they need to go.
0: So does Ram have any opportunity to go to, uh, so, so you have a location. How, mm-hmm. how is it, or is it even viable for you all to take this? Like, do you have like a hospital and a bus kind of thing? Or is it, no, is it just no. a location per? It's
1: it's just happens to, to be where we're located. Um, we do offer telehealth. We have a, uh, a truck that has two full medical bays in it. We go to rural areas and just set up and see whoever shows up. And uh, so people get their, you know, insulin refills. They can get a checkup. They can do whatever they need to do um, medically with that telehealth truck. So we're
0: that's we're- one of that's something that I have seen um, a growing need for is <laughs> insulin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a diabetic, a type one diabetic. Let's just say somebody that has no choice. Type one diabetic, they're, you're looking at t- for for good insulin, like a thousand dollars a month.
1: Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Easily. So is this something that is covered like regularly, or is it just every now and again?
1: No, it's not. You know, we try to set up at the same places when we can, but uh, unfortunately we got to go where we can and and we have to find places to set up the telehealth. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of innovation as far as what we're doing and and cutting edge stuff that we're doing. We're next, um, the first quarter of next year, we'll be rolling out a mobile digital denture lab where we'll be able to make dentures on site. And, um, so we 3d print them we get the impressions from the patients we 3d print them we fit them the next day so they've got a full set of dentures the next day which is pretty awesome
0: that is pretty awesome I mean that's yeah. that's unheard of yeah that's amazing what a service how yeah. can people find you like is there is there a specific place where people can go every day and be like where are they gonna be today or this week
1: no we we only operate on the weekends uh, we have a full schedule uh, ramuusa.org, and you can find our clinic schedule there. Uh, next year, we'll be having one, like I said, in January at the Jacob Building, and I believe it'll be in February out in Oak Ridge. We'll have another clinic. So, unfortunately, we don't just have a place, brick and mortar, where we just open the doors and and see people. Um, it's only weekend pop up events all over the country.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. We usually do a clinic in Coalfield every year. We set up several in Kentucky, Virginia, West Virginia. So we're all over the Appalachians all the time.
0: What best What best opportunities, just say a regular person, can give to RAM?
1: Donate or volunteer. Those are the two biggest things we need is money and volunteers. So um, anybody out there that, that has the time, Or if you want to learn more about us, uh, we actually have a movie premiere tonight at Regal Cinemas uh, in Turkey Creek, downtown West and downtown. Um, And it's called Medicine Man, the Stan Brock story. And if you want to learn more about Ram, go see that movie. It's it's really eye opening.
0: Is there is that going to be available anywhere outside of the movie theaters? Uh,
1: Not yet, but eventually we're hoping to get it on streaming services.
0: I think that's an amazing story. So you took over in your position, you've grown it, you're growing the fundraising part of it. Are there opportunities outside of that one big fundraiser for people to get involved? Are there other fundraisers throughout the year?
1: No, I'm not doing any of the fundraisers yet, but we will be. Um, It just takes time and and patience to get these things done. Um, But yes, donate and volunteer. We have clinics all over the country. If you like to travel, we're always looking for core volunteers to train our other volunteers in the different areas of the clinics. And uh, that's a great opportunity for people. If you like to travel, if you're retired, um, it gives you something to do and it's a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) It sounds like a service. That is sorely needed and yes. not known in the community. I did not know it existed. I think what you're doing is unbelievably amazing. Is there anything that you would like for outside entities? Because this 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 podcast is mostly listened to outside of Knoxville. Really? So what outside entities can we educate, conversate? Like if you're moving here, get involved pre-whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So look at our schedule and see if there's a uh, clinic coming near you. Uh, I highly encourage you, just come visit it. You don't necessarily have to volunteer for the day, but come see what we're doing, see how you can get involved and how you can help um, because we're always looking for more people.
0: John, that's this has been one of the most educating podcasts I've had so far. I had no idea that this organization was this massive oh, yeah. and located right here in Knoxville.
1: We've provided over $190 million in services since 1992. That's amazing. And, um, we want to continue it. We want to keep going. So we need those donors. We need those volunteers. And, and uh, it's it's really, when, when you're at a clinic, it, it is very self-satisfying to see those smiles on the patient's faces and how nice everybody is. And we're all there to do one thing and that's prevent pain and alleviate suffering.
0: I appreciate that effort. I'm gonna switch gears. Okay. And ask one question. Sure. If, when, not if, when you have someone visit you from out of the area and they've never visited here before, what are your top three places that you take them?
1: Chair Hollis Skyway, um, nice. Market Square, and top three places. I try to get him here to the headquarters to see what we do.
0: Where's the headquarters?
1: Our headquarters is in Rockford, Tennessee, which is- about Really, outside North of The airport, yeah. Yeah. Man,
0: I didn't, didn't know that, you're right down the road.
1: Well, you're welcome to come in anytime and I'll show you around.
0: Well, I'm going to take you up on that. That's well, for sure. John, is there any last parting words you'd like to leave our audience today?
1: Um, Get involved. We always need the help. And we if you can't help, donate financially. We'd really appreciate it. Even the $10 donations is what keeps us going.
0: It's ramusa.org. Correct. Got it. We're going to add this to the podcast. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it
0: audience this is julia hurley connecting knoxville to the nation thanks for visiting have a good one thank you for tuning into the show make sure to like and subscribe leave a five-star review on your podcast player of choice and if you would like information on moving to knoxville send me a private message as always this is julia hurley connecting knoxville to the nation